I'll tell you. I'll tell you what, Paul. Having that nice little chill music to come in after a you know seventeen point comeback win is actually very very nice. And it feels good to be the king, doesn't it? <laughs> Jordan Poyer's out there going, "Is this your king? This is your king." Jordan Poyer's like Jordan Poyer's happy he's signing that incentive deal right now, isn't he? <laughs> isn't he? Oh my god. Uh, all right. Hey, hashtag nation and Bill's Mafia. How are you guys doing tonight? Um, welcome once again. Oh, wait, something's wrong. What? Wait, something. Oh, I know what it is. Look at that hair. Oh, the hat. I haven't seen. I haven't seen the hat. Let's <laughs> the go. victory hat is back. Ladies Let's and gentlemen, I'm go. sorry that I did not have it before. But the uh, well, your kids leave it at school. Back. <laughs> i'm not going to confirm or deny those allegations <laughs> all right well like i said you know uh hashtag nation of bills mafia welcome to the hashtag sports presentation of the buffalo bills versus the baltimore ravens post game in association with deanblundell.com and sponsored by mr rogers home both will be links will be in the description of this video as always you can find all of our socials tiktok twitter instagram and facebook all over the interwebs all of our episodes will be on itunes and spotify for you this year's uh charity that we have sorry guys this year's charity that we have, the Williams Syndrome Foundation, all Super Chats will be going to the Williams Syndrome Foundation. So make sure if you hit that Super Chat, it goes directly there. Um, still, we got some numbers to give you guys for the uh, for the golf tournament that we had. So we'll be coming up with those numbers as well. And Patreon members, make, make sure to stay tuned. I'm not wearing it right now, but the, uh, the Hashtag Sports shirts, if you have been a member for three months or longer, you will get a free shirt sent to you. And because we don't chronicle anything, make sure you send Paul and I your addresses so we can. Send yeah, we don't we don't keep that stuff. It's we, not it's we can't be trusted with that level of information at the ready. You know? no. <laughs> we can't no, be we, trusted with that. I am going to start every single one of my answers tonight with uh, I am Groot. That's what I'm going to do. I am Groot. You know what? I got to I. I think, you know, it's important to call out today that, you know, Jordan Poyer uh, furthered his lead in total team turnovers, uh, four interceptions in three games, distancing himself from the ever dangerous Boogie Basham, <laughs> who finally won a game without securing a turnover. <laughs> Did he knock it in the air? <laughs> I don't think so. That would have been great. That would have been phenomenal. <laughs> Brian Wilson's in here. What's up? What's up, B. Wills? Haven't seen you in a long time. We got some, because uh, we, we're all out on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, YouTube right now. But if you guys want to come over to YouTube and subscribe, that would be great. Turn that red subscribe button gray and hit the like button that lets everyone know that uh, this is actually some good content over here. So, Paul, as we do every post game at the start, initial thoughts of the game, bud. Well, I was terrified the first half, right? (laughs) If you want to talk about a scary first half of football, you know, it's like I uh, when you get notifications on your phone, uh, because I I, I, admittedly I was away from the game uh, to start. Uh, My son had uh, had two scrimmages this morning, so I, I wasn't back in time. The game starts like three minutes into the game. I get a notification of Lamar Jackson, a touchdown like three minutes after that, Josh Allen's in the red zone. I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, I thought it was supposed to be pouring rain. And then, you know, you look at the game and the weather was all over the place. And, you know, the first half to the second half was totally different football. And uh, this bill seems just built different, isn't it? Like, it, they they figure it out. They find a way to figure it out, man. This offense has... Um... You know, it's it's really it's like ebb and flow the last couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. You know, it really upsets you on certain days, but certain days you actually really love it. We saw something out of the Buffalo Bills that we wouldn't have seen in previous seasons uh, coming out of them. And the fact that you're down 20 to three Mm -hmm. with three minutes left in the half. And like, you know, that the Baltimore Ravens are going to get the ball at the half. You know, you have Lamar Jackson, who is one of the most dangerous weapons in the NFL at the quarterback position due to his dual threat capabilities. Yep. Um, a stark contrast to your video this morning, though, Paul, but we'll get into that. Don't worry about it. Sure. Hey, but you're smart. down 20 to three in the Ravens house. Yeah. And that defense was starting to click a little bit. And then you 
drop seven right before the half. You get you force a three and out. You go down the field. You end up getting three. You know, you, you start to do a bunch of different things. And I could tell that the Ravens were nervous and they weren't ready for it when Harbaugh challenged that third and short. Yep. I mean, why? First of all, it's fourth and inches. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he's gone for more gutsier calls in his career than that, than to go for it on fourth and inches on your own right. like 34 yard line. But why waste? What, I mean, that timeout cost him at the end of the game an, an extra possession because the Bills would have. They would have had three timeouts at the end of the game. The Bills would have had to kick the field goal with some time remaining for Lamar Jackson. That challenge ended up costing him a possession at the end of the game sure for his quarterback. Sure did. So, Well, and, you know, you could tell the tenor. We talked about this a little bit last week, uh, and I think the week before that. This Bills team is now forcing teams out of their comfort zone, right, where they look at opportunities to score, and they say, we have to capitalize and score a touchdown on every possession. Right. Like I still don't understand why if you're Baltimore, it's fourth and goal on the two and you just don't kick the field goal. Like, why aren't you? Why? Why are you going for it there? Right. You're going for it because you don't think you could stop Buffalo. Like, is that is that really what it is? I really think it was around for a long time, man. You could sense in the game. I think the way that the the way that the game was tilting, he realized he's not. it seems like the longer the game goes, the stronger Allen gets. Like the guy doesn't get tired. Yep. He probably is tired, but he probably doesn't get tired. So I think he started to sense that. He's probably listen, yep. I gotta put up seven here. If I put up seven, they gotta come down. They have to score seven. You know, I'm gonna force them to score seven, not to score three. Yep. Uh I, I think that was the the main thing of that. Of he thought maybe he thought the Buffalo Bills would have you know, expected them to have a run play there. Mm-hmm. And then, so he throws it. He probably thought he was going to catch him off guard, but he didn't. Uh, Poyer, I mean, Poyer made a great play in the end zone. Yep. Sure did. And, and we can expect there he is. There he is. Where is he? There he is. Just a Jordan Poyer appreciation comment. Yes. There, <laughs> it, is. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Uh, from Ray. Well, I do want to, Scott Frazier comes in with a great staff a stat and it says a nice stat. The bills have given up seven points in eight second halves this year. Um, so in the, uh, in, if you take a look at it, right. The bills are from a team perspective, right. They gave up 10 against the Rams. They go seven against the Titans. So playoff team, playoff team, well, Super Bowl mm-hmm. champion playoff team. They go up 19 against the Dolphins and they gave up 20 against uh, the Ravens, right? Today was the most points you gave up all season and you gave them all up in a real short period of time compared to the rest of the game, right? Like it, it, it speaks to the one, the talent across this team to be able to make adjustments. And mm-hmm. two, it, it speaks to, you know, how they were able to figure it out. Well, they because, gave up 21 to the to the Dolphins. Uh, oh, yeah. They gave up 21. Sorry. 21. Yep. Yeah, they gave up 21. Okay. Excuse me. Sorry. Yep. That's right. But you're talking so, about second halves. Yeah. Yeah. But regardless, right? 21 points is the most points you've given up all season. Like, yeah. You're, yeah that is you a, a lot of football games if that's they, the case. That today's yeah. They ran, a, they ran a stat during the broadcast. They said, listen, no team has scored on the Buffalo Bills in the third quarter. That's what you talk about when you talk about halftime adjustments. Mm-hmm. Um the Buffalo Bills have been getting the ball first, too. I can't remember exactly how many games they got the ball first. Obviously, it's only been four, but mm-hmm. you could, t- I mean, even if you're giving the other team the ball first, that talk that speaks to second half adjustments, both offensively and defensively. Offensively, you're keeping the ball away from them. Defensively, you're able to keep them out of the end zone. I believe that the Dolphins are the only team this year to score on the Buffalo Bills in the second half, and that was, um, that was a touchdown, I believe, in the fourth quarter. Um, at the start of fourth quarter, I think, um, in the Dolphins game. But that being said, this is this is not something that, as happy as we are, hashtag nation, you know, we're the uh, butt guys. This is not a recipe for success. You can't go down 17 points oh, God, to man. a great team and then expect to just come back. Like if this was the Chiefs, for example, and you're down 20 to 3 at halftime, mm-hmm. don't be like, oh, all right, we got this. Right. Do the Buffalo Bills have enough firepower in the offense to do uh, make a lot of damage? Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. You know, and enough with the elements, the heat, the rain, the everything. Stefan Diggs was playing out there like there was no rain at all. Right. So I, I don't want to hear about that anymore. Yeah, but Mar, I, I think don't. 
uh, today was sort of a rain is is terrible weather for this Bills team, right? Like it really is. torrential rain because you've got Devin Singletary coming off a career high in fumbles last season, right? Lost one today again. Josh does not have a reputation for holding on to the football, right? And Josh Josh fumbled today, right? Like we've had problems with Moss holding on holding on to the ball in the brief period of time. Cooks already put it on the ground. Like the a rainy game is not a good uh is not good for this Buffalo team because normally you would lean a bit more towards your running game when it's really wet out there. But Buffalo, they struggle to hold on to the football when it comes to the running game. You saw that creep up again today. And it's just a matter of time before that bites them in the ass again. Like it it bit yeah. them in the ass in Miami. They lost the football game because of it, you know? But but let me ask you this, Paul. Going on that thought, and we want to stay, we want to thank Stefan here. He said, Can we sign up a fund to pay Crowder's salary so we can make him retire and not hurt our team? Let this be oh, the first contribution. We'll what? get to Crowder. We'll get to okay, Crowder. We'll it must to... be this is a uh, a Shakir appreciation post, apparently. Yeah, right? it is. It is. That's 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 what that is. A veiled Shakir appreciation <laughs> post. I um now does this does this win mean more for the Buffalo Bills than a loss means for the Baltimore Ravens? And here's here's why I asked. And here's how I asked that. The Buffalo Bills in a wet game, you know, like you said, a wet game will favor a team that can run the ball better. Mm-hmm. If you look at the Buffalo Bills and the Baltimore Ravens, they're not built the same. One no. team is built to run the ball; the other one really isn't. Mm-hmm. So the fact that the Buffalo Bills were able to get a victory on the road in Baltimore in a rainy game where the elements would have favored a run first team. Mm-hmm. Does that mean more now to the to the Bills, or the, the does this send like does this send like a message to the league? Like, what do what do you feel about this victory for the Buffalo Bills? I mean, you took the highest scoring uh, offense in the NFL, and and you you know they got they got a little on you, but you you didn't let them get a lot, right? Mm-hmm. I think that is probably more of a statement than how the game itself played out, right? Um, you know, it's Lamar had under 150 yards passing. He had, you know, 73, under seven, under 75 yards rushing. You know, Lamar has, and we talked, you know, I cut a video earlier this morning comparing Josh Allen to Lamar, uh, Lamar, as far as advanced statistics go. And the advanced statistics say Lamar's not a thrower, right? Like, I, I don't think it takes a crystal ball to know that, right? I think this game, as no. you're watching it, you probably saw Lamar's not, a he's not, somebody that you could depend on moving the ball down the field in the air uh, as a quarterback. It might be one of the reasons why he doesn't have a contract extension. He's playing a contract year right now, and he's been playing great from a, like a fantasy football perspective. His team's been scoring an absolute ton of points, but it's not sustainable. And I think this no. is, you know, we may, we may walk away three weeks from now and look back and the bills and the Ravens may, may have the same record, right? Because the Ravens have to go against, uh, well, the bills go against the Steelers, the chiefs and the Packers, the next three games, the Ravens have an easier schedule. Hold on. Who do they have? They have, they uh, they've got the Bengals, the giants and the Browns. Like we may walk in, you know, four, three weeks from now at the end of three weeks and the bills and the Ravens might be all tied back up again. I believe that, that 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 could be true, and this is the these are the perils that Bills fans will have to get uh, used to when yeah. you start talking about a team that has a first place schedule. When you win your yeah. division, you play all the first place. Te- I mean, you play the one of the hardest schedules in the league. You're supposed to, mm-hmm. hence the parity that they like to talk yep. about all the time, right? And you know, if if any of y'all want to go to your you know go to work tomorrow, you know, obviously Bills Victory Monday is always going to be very 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 fun. If you guys want to go into work tomorrow. And you want to talk to somebody about Lamar versus Allen. I mean, we talked about it. We cut a couple episodes on it, but it, it, no, it's buried now. Like you, I, I could try to find it for y'all, but I don't know if I can. Here's the deal. Allen came into the NFL. He had to learn how to be a pro quarterback. He was a round peg in a square hole. They didn't have anything for him. He had to learn a system that he was not suited for the EP. And Ray's going to be happy because I actually mentioned the EP system. The thing was, Greg Roman already had an offense that suited Jackson's abilities currently that he had when he came into the league. So, in a way, he's never really developed as an NFL quarterback. Greg Roman's offense, there's only like three, there's only three teams that actually run that offense. Mm-hmm. More teams run the EP all over the, you know, all over the place, even in college. Mm-hmm. So you could see why 
you Allen already got paid because it's a universal system. They can just bring in another guy that runs it. Who can mm-hmm. run Greg Roman's system besides Greg Roman? Yep. If he decides to take a head coaching job somewhere, that's why the that's why he's not paid. You guys want to know why he's not paid? They're afraid Roman's going to leave and then Jackson will fall apart. Yeah, you know, it, it's interesting, right? Because you see a lot of teams try and capitalize on uh, a unique athlete's strengths, right? And at the quarterback position, that's doable, but only for a, a small window of time because it doesn't uh, take long for the league to figure you out, right? No. It, it doesn't. It doesn't take long at all. The Bills brought pressure all day, and it was only when the ends would get too far past Lamar, like they would they would exceed the pocket. That's when Lamar was really dangerous was when you gave him those outside lanes. And the Bills did do it a bit today, right? Yes, Where they, they would they would move that pocket too deep and then he had tons of tons of area to escape. And listen, that's what he's looking to do. He's he really is a single read and run quarterback and he hasn't developed because I don't know if he's really been challenged to, right? Allen uh Allen challenged himself, completely remade his body mechanics as far as throwing the football is he really turned into a student of the game and demands that of the rest of his team has built great relationships with the rest of his team. Lamar, on the other hand, it seems like they were okay saying, listen, we just want you to be a great athlete and we'll figure out how to make you a good quarterback. Right. And Mm -hmm. to be honest with you, I, if I were a, if I were a team that was in need of a quarterback and Lamar is on the free agent market and he's a $300 million player, I there's there, you need a lot to go with Lamar, right? He's a yeah. great athlete, but he's just not in today's NFL. He's not a thrower. You put Lamar back 15 years ago. I think you probably see a little bit, uh, a little bit more effective player long-term and Lamar has mm-hmm. been effective for, for, you know, four years now, but the, the advanced statistics tell you that there's just, it's just not sustainable and it's yeah. system driven. Right. He's not winning games because he's figuring the game out. He's winning games because he's out athleting people. And that's yeah, not yeah. that's not gonna last. Yeah, I wanna last. yeah, we have to we have you guys can't be blind to that and and what's going on with with Jack. And I don't want to make this all you know I don't want to make this all Lamar Jackson post game, but the fi- the fact of the matter is there were two penalties that happened late in that game. Uh the pass interference and defensive holding was because he threw an awful pass. And he couldn't even, he really couldn't even get it there. And please, let's not start talking about, oh, you know, Allen has weapons and Lamar doesn't have weapons. How many first round picks have they invested in weapons yeah. to try to give Lamar and he still yeah. hasn't? No, stop it. Right. Stop well, what it. happened? What happened today with Dobbins? Dobbins is a, Dobbins is a nasty player. Like he is a dangerous yeah. weapon. What happened? I think Dobbins ran the ball 13 times today. Like what? I thought Dobbins. Was probably their, I mean, outside of Lamar, Dobbins was their most dangerous weapon today. I mean, but maybe I'm reading that wrong. Yeah, I like Dobbins, so maybe I'm seeing that wrong. Yeah, I I like Dobbins too. I think he could be a very effective runner in there to open up some play action passing that that Lamar desperately needs. He needs some play action passing. He would be devast. He would be very very dangerous with play action passing. However, the second part of that, the passing part, is tough. Um. And don't try, you know, I mean, because you can look at the statistics for today. But he's 20 for 29. Oh, that's a very good percentage of, of your passes completed. But for 144 yards, one one touchdown, two picks. No, right. let's not do that. Okay. Well, and, let's, you let's, know, let's, yeah. And I do want to point out that some people are going to say, I see the one comment here talking about no line from, from J Rum. Really, neither of these teams have an offensive line to write home about. No. Like, neither God. of them are averaging even three seconds. For an average drop back, Lamar is averaging right now 2.6 seconds of drop back. Josh Allen is averaging 2.2 seconds of drop back as far as time. That is terrible. That is that is not that is not good, right? Mm-hmm. And it, neither of these teams have great offensive lines, right? So you can't say that Lamar is running as a product of the bad offensive line. You, I mean, Buffalo still finds a way to throw the football and and does it effectively and dangerously. But two different methods of building a team. Right. That's mm-hmm. really what we're looking at. We're, the Ravens just kept trying to draft the next receiver, draft the next receiver, draft the next receiver. It just it hasn't panned out for them. Right. Yeah. Buffalo went out and said, hey, let's put that first round pick. Let's put it on. Let's let's put it on digs. And, and it's up and all since them goes since. Yeah. All right. Rick celebrates 21 months of membership. There Thank we you, go, Rick. bro. 
wide receiver room getting thin after today's injuries. Yeah, with the you know, let, let's talk about that because I thought, you know, Ian Ian Eagle is that the announcer for the game? I don't know, it doesn't matter. I don't know. He was kind of annoying. He said, "Oh, this is why it's not a target, not a targeting play because he caught the ball, then turned into a runner. He immediately got hit after he caught that ball." Mm-hmm. And the guy led with his helmet. Doesn't matter if you're a runner or not. You're not supposed to lead with your helmet and leave your feet. Right. That was ridiculous. Like mm-hmm. I don't know why that was not a targeting call in the game. But I could I could say this. Iron Eagle. I don't freaking have no idea. Iron. Great movie, by the way. Uh, I don't. They were consistently bad today. You didn't call the hold on Dane Jackson. You didn't call this. You didn't call that. But then you call a roughing the passer when it really wasn't a rough in the passer on Allen. Like. This is great. Oh, awesome. Thank you. I think, you know, I think this is something to talk about, though, Mar, because this is a couple games in a row where it felt like um, the officiating was pretty inconsistent, right? It always is. Yep. Always well, is. Well, you know, you have to walk a fine line as to whether, you know, you're going to allow the secondary to play aggressive or you're going to try and control it, right? And last game we saw in the Miami game, right? They really let that secondary play aggressive the whole time. I there wasn't a there wasn't a holding call amongst the defensive backs the whole game. There wasn't pass interference the whole game. And here you just kind of saw a mixed bag. So I get where it feels inconsistent because they didn't feel like there was like the refs were controlling anything with the penalties. And maybe that's just something we're conditioned to. You know, over the last five, six years, as the refs were trying to dictate what level of play they would find to be acceptable through penalties. Whereas yeah. now, maybe the rule is, listen, if it's not egregious, it's not a flag. So don't don't throw it. Um, yeah. But I, I agree. It felt like this game was inconsistent. But part of me still thinks like they're they're not taking as firm a control of the game as they had the last five or six years. The last five or six years have been really tough, really tough really tough yeah it's it been has. hard to watch at times it has because each 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 crew has their own set of rules and what they right. call and what they don't call so you got to learn those rules quick right or you got to learn how to avoid you know some of the rules that they have um uh what did i want i wanted to put that uh it, it was a couple comments number one uh aaron clark says hodges deserves playing time and then jessica tennis i want to of course you would say that hey listen uh, let's talk about gabe davis real quick because Gabe's, it's not Gabe's hands that are broken. It's, it's his his ankles a problem, right? But doesn't it seem interesting how he must be in a ton of pain because Gabe is normally automatic, right? Gabe yeah. doesn't drop footballs. No, he and doesn't. Clearly, his his focus is off. Right, he's fighting he's, the ball. He is right. So that tells me his lower body just isn't healthy. And no. I'd rather have Hodgins playing than have a banged up Gabe Davis at this point. That's two games in a row where, yeah. where he's actually been a detriment to the team. He dropped a he dropped a few balls in Miami that he no, not normally would have caught. I would expect any average NFL receiver to have caught. And then a couple at the turf today, he just doesn't look healthy to me. And again, yeah. this team just seems afraid to put people on IR. Right. Yeah, because they've already used a couple spots already. I mean, you've right. talked about that before that you only yeah. allowed eight and they've used like three already, I believe. But you got to think of it this way. If there's ever a game where you're going to see a two page injury report, mm-hmm. I think it's Pittsburgh. I think it's this week. Yeah. I think you sit Davis and you bring in Hodges. I mean, just so hashtag a lot of hashtag nation already knows, mm-hmm. but let me just bring it up for everybody else. Mm-hmm. Dane Jackson to Paul is Isaiah Hodges for me. That's that's the guy I want. I want to see him in there because he showed you some things. You, Shakir made a couple moves, immediately covered up the ball, made a couple moves. He knew they were going for it. I liked what he had in there. So it's not like you know someone said that the, the, it's pretty thin as far as the receiver room. I don't think um, the receiver room is thin. I think they have guys that they, they're afraid to bring up mm-hmm. because then they know they'll perform. And then when they try to put them back down, mm-hmm. guess what happens? They're gone. Right. Yeah. You know, I think what's so interesting to me about the that Ravens defense is I think it's a secondary that you can kind of abuse a little bit. Right. Because this is a team that gave up 42 to the Dolphins. They gave up, what, 26 to the Patriots, who I mean, Jesus, they can't move the ball at all. Like the the Patriots team is they're not good offensively. Right. And I, I think this is a secondary you can kind of abuse a bit. Plus, they love to play man. Right. So these younger receivers 
this is a great opportunity for them to step up and contribute in a game because this is not a team that's going to try and confuse you with zone with zone schemes on the backside. This is a team that wants to play man because they want to get after the quarterback. Absolutely. And they played a ton of man today. They played a ton of man. And that's why a, a player like Shakir can contribute because there's no there, there there's no illusion going on. You've got mm. a man in front of you. That's the only guy on you. Just yeah. go beat him. And yeah, and admittedly, absolutely. Allen has had a reputation for destroying man coverage, right? And it took a while yeah. today, right? It, it it took a while. You lost a possession to a fumble, you know, like it's you got a couple back, right? Like Jordan Poyer pulling the heavy load for you. G- great to see Poyer still contributing without Hyde on the field. I think you and yeah. I both had a concern there, right? I think we did. I'm not yeah. ready to pay him a long term contract though. No, no, no. Uh, right, before okay. we get to Poyer, I'm yeah, okay before... waiting on that too. Yeah, before we get to Poyer, and I'll give you my reasons why I don't think they should pay Poyer. Everybody and their mother on Twitter said pay the man. Uh, we want to say, uh, yo, big uh, big win, fun stream, finished dinner, got my voice back. Hit that like button. Thank you, Joe. Hey, you guys, Joe, what's up, brother? If you guys don't listen to Joe, he is calling the play-by-play here at Hashtag Sports. He's doing a phenomenal job. Joe, over 2,200 views on the live stream, so great job, my friend. Only 18 likes, Mario. 100%. 100%. That is my fault, Paul Burke. I will give that to you. Yeah, Joe does a phenomenal job. Um, I want to talk about Milano and Edmonds because yeah. you know now the other side of the coin of why you drafted those those two guys and why those two guys are on your team. Number one, um, obviously we know about their coverage skills. They have, they have above average coverage skills for linebackers in the NFL, which you have to have now. This is the, the days of Mike Singletary, Ray Lewis are over. And if you want to say, oh, Ray Lewis could cover, okay. I've never seen Ray Lewis cover anybody. He covered one guy in his career, and that was Eddie George. And he picked it off and ran it back to the house. He's never covered anybody other than that. He was a run-stopping monster. Um, but if you look at it, they have excellent coverage skills when they're asked to do coverage skills. I believe so. Mm-hmm. Today, you got the other side of it where they can also, if if they have, if they don't have any bodies on them, they can come up and stop the run. Especially Milano and some of the things that he was doing, and he was taking Lamar Jackson out of his own game. Lamar was getting frustrated that he wasn't able to get away from Milano today. Mm-hmm. Uh, struggled a little bit in the first half, we know that, but when it mattered most, and he had to make those tackles and those stops, Milano. Edmund showed up. I had, I, you know, the first half was, was a little bit like this, but then in the second half, they definitely, <laughs> they definitely. Uh... But I mean, you're right. You know, it's uh, first off, Matt Milano, 11 solo tackles today. Let's give him a big Sean McDermott clap up. Two tackles 100%. for loss, 11 solo yes. out of 13. Uh, Tremaine, five solo tackles on nine, two for loss, uh, one QB hit. You're seeing Tremaine being pressure. Tremaine's bringing more pressure. That seems he to is. be the theme this year, right? Um, and it should Who said be- that, Paul? I don't Who said know. that? Who said that when he comes off the edge, he's very, he's much more dangerous? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He's built like an edge rusher. Let's be honest, right? In a three, four, he's an outside linebacker, right? Let's, let's just be honest. <laughs> he's an outside linebacker. But you, you have, a again, a guy entering contract year you got to find a reason to sign him. And if he can contribute and be, you know, a dangerous weapon, not only in pass coverage, but also bring pressure for you, then it's more of a reason why you got to keep him. But the truth mm-hmm. of the matter is Milano is again, the star of the game. And that seems yes. to be the theme of the last two weeks is Matt Milano is that is the tackling machine on your defense. He um, is. And it's, you know, I, I don't know how he ended up back in Buffalo, he went out, tested the free agency market, looked like he was going to be gone, came back. I don't know how they convinced him because honestly, I don't I don't think the money was that was less money than I expected him to get. But here he is. Oh, yeah, he's being four an for, rock star. right? Yeah, just being yeah. an absolute rock star, complete rock he star. He is. Now, I'm confused, Paul. You're telling me what year is it? Give me the Jumanji. What after year say, is it? After I say what I'm gonna no, after I say what I'm gonna say, you let me know what year it is. Okay. You're telling me that a former Boston College player is anchoring a McDermott defense right now? Oh, okay. Yeah, let's take it back to the. Yeah, let's roll this time machine back. (laughs) Stop me if you heard this one before. (laughs) Luke Keekley, anyone? Right. (laughs) True, he did. 
Luke, he did Luke play. played middle. Milano doesn't really play middle. But the truth is, they really don't have a middle linebacker. Like, I think that's sort of a misnomer. They talk about Tremaine being being the middle. But the fact is, they play nickel so much, it really isn't a middle linebacker. You know? Like, it's just... He's really easy. He's another safety down there. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to talk about, you know, the Patriots and the Patriots having a bunch of safeties on the roster. You know, they got, they got Peppers and they got Duggar and they got McCordy. You know, I mean, Milano is, you know, he's that dude. He is, he's probably going to be the type of guy that other teams try to recruit to be their outside linebackers now, mm-hmm. you know, because he could do a bunch of different things for you. He earned his paycheck in today's game. And uh, I was yeah. happy to see that. And, and Edmonds, Edmonds is maddening sometimes, but he played a great game too when he had to. So, he wants to be. He definitely wants to be here. I remember I told Paul that what what it would cost for them to try to keep Milano, and I said he's probably he's four for forty or something like that. And he said, "No way, that's way too much." And I guess he got like four for forty four. So, but the way that McDermott, obviously that's another episode. But the way that McDermott uh, framed the contract, I think he has voidable years built in. Yeah. So this this is probably his last few years in Buffalo, if unless they redo the voided years out. We'll see that you know how this all goes. Oh right? yeah, we know. We I'm, know I'm how not really worried about talking about that right now. You know. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We just finished up week four, so you know. Yeah. Let's not let's not piss in our Cheerios tonight, Mario. <laughs> let's move on with the good stuff, right? Yeah. Let's do, let's do that. Let's 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 hit it. Well, let me see what else did I have here. Hey, um, he, uh, more design want- QB runs for Allen. Oh, what do you think of those? I don't think today's a fair representation of the type of game plan that you would normally want to go out and execute, right? It seemed today, like, I give Dorsey a lot of uh-huh. credit for the game that he called. This is not an easy game to call uh, when you have conditions like that. It's mm-hmm. really a hard game to call. Um, I, would I've I liked to have seen them get points off the first Poyer interception? Yeah, of course, right? Like yeah. it just seemed like you got out there, you got Moss out there. I think Moss had two yards rushing on the day. Like it's, it's just frustrating to see, hold on, let me look. Is that actually correct? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Three carries for six yards. The average two yards a carry. Uh, and as long was five yards. Who's this Moss Moss long yeah. of five, six yards on the day. There was a lot of Moss hate on Twitter. Let me just you know, it it's, they, they want I them think, cut. I think it's just, you know, it's confusing, right? As a fan, because People want to see Singletary more involved. Singletary, 11 carries for 49 yards, did put the ball on the ground. We know that's a big that's a big problem in Buffalo, right? They do not. If you put the ball on the ground, that's normally the end of your day. But Singletary mm-hmm. still contributes in, in the receiving game now. You know, at four, four yeah. or five for 47 yards. Devin had a great day today. He contributed, you know, almost 100 yards single-handedly. That's, that's a great day for, admittedly, the way that this rotation has worked, a part-time player. You know, like he's a volume back there. too. I know I he is. get it. That's what I mean. It's it's an identity issue to me, Mar. I don't get Devin Singletary's involvement because I don't understand why they continue to use Zach Moss the way that they do. And I don't understand why, you know, James Cook gets what another handful of snaps and one target today. Right. Like, I know that they're careful with rookie running backs. Right. I know we, mm-hmm. we know that we know that they're careful with rookie yes, running backs. Yeah. Um, but it last year, Devin and, and Moss had a, basically a near exact split carry, you know, as far as timeshare goes. And here we are again, watching Zach Moss cut into Devin Singletary's, you know, workload. And I don't understand it. It doesn't I seem don't like Singletary's getting enough work where he needs to be off the field as much as he's off. No, the field. he doesn't. He, he's not. And it's not like he's taking some tremendous hits too when he does it. You know what I mean? It's like for me. The whole thing with Singletary. Singletary is like garlic bread. Mm-hmm. Alright, do you ever have? Do you ever have? Really, you know, you cook, you cook some pasta. You got the sauce and everything, and you, you could just eat the pasta and have the sauce and be be all right with it. You know, drink your wine. Great mm-hmm. Italian meal. Garlic bread will just spice it up, right? And it's great. It's a great extra thing to have. Says the Italian. All right. If you do, if you don't have it, then you're gonna think something is missing. Singletary needs to be in there. He's a three down back. He's proven to you that he's a three down back. Now, mm. if you want to still work Moss in and cook to give them reps early in the season to see what live game action is, Moss already has had that cook. You can give him that stuff, you know, but with the game in doubt, what does Moss offer you that Singletary doesn't? What right. does cook offer you that Singletary doesn't like cook can take it 80. If he gets, if he gets in the open field, I believe mm. cook can take it 80. But Singletary is so much more consistent 
and has performed the best out of all the backs in the first four games. I don't know why you would take him out ever. Mm-hmm. No, you think he's gonna right. you think he's gonna die out near the end of the season? Okay, all I right. mean he's in a contract year. What do you care? It, yeah. I mean, you just drafted Cook, so you're willing to let Singletary walk at this point because you just invested a higher pick in a player that you plan to use more in the receiving game, right? That's the entire idea yeah. of adding Cook was to supplement out because Singletary is giving you more in the receiving game than I think we plan than than at least I expected, right? Given his history, yeah. So it's like he's a running back in a contract year, right? What do you care if if he's burned out by week twelve? You know, you're giving Moss snaps, and I think you're pretty confident you know where this is going. But shouldn't those snaps go to Moss as opposed, or shouldn't those snaps go to Cook instead of Moss? Because if you're looking at the future of the position, don't you see Cook as being a higher contributor? And wouldn't you rather have that when it comes to playoff time? Like at some point, you got to look at what is best for you right now and what's best for you next year. And Singletary's in a contract year. If he's yeah. if he's cooked by week twelve. Listen, you're you might have a pretty good stranglehold on to the division by week twelve, and then you have playing time for Cook, mm. and you can give Singletary a bit of a rest, right? Mm. Is that the approach? I, I think know. the approach is for rookie rookie running backs. We've talked about it quite a bit for the NFL in general. I mean, we saw, and I'm I'm going to bring this up again, and because it's it was a great example. Leonard Fournette his rookie year, and Alvin Kamara his rookie year. Oh yeah, Al, Alvin yeah. Kamara didn't play any significant time until like week four week five he was a second round pick i believe um and people were like why isn't he playing why isn't he playing he's a second round pick what's going on the the players that immediately come from college in the rookie year they gas out really quick lamar uh leonard fournette for the jags was run into the ground his rookie season Mm -hmm. by the games 14 15 and 16 he had nothing left why they only play 13 games in college that Mm -hmm. is why so that's why he was he, he was all gassed out. And meanwhile, Alvin Kamara near the end of that season was like one of the best backs in football because he only played yeah. 12 games, significant play, so uh, significant time. So I think that's what the Bills and majority of teams are doing is they're trying to, you know, if this guy's going to be the workhorse for us in the playoffs, let's work him in slowly. And you know that McDermott's not going to put anybody out there, especially with 17 next to him, unless he's completely ready and knows what he's doing. Like, what do you say all the time, Paul? The admission for that ride is pretty, pretty expensive. Yeah, yeah. The admission to that park is yeah. pretty expensive. If you're yeah. going to be in, a running back in pass pro next to Josh Allen, you better know if you're who you're picking up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Right. So I think right. I think it's a matter of him just getting the system. I don't think he's got the system yet. And I think that's why Singletary has a, a leg up on him. And Moss has just been put in some very awful situations, to be honest with you. Do I like Moss? Not as much as Singletary. But they haven't put him in any any really significant situations to succeed. Mm-hmm. Ricky running waters. I love Ricky waters. So, so good. the uh, I know we talked about we hinted on Poyer a little bit, right? Poyer is is contributing more than I thought he would without Hyde. Not to say anything negative about Jordan Poyer, it's just a different dynamic, right? Like you're asking yeah. him to do things different than what you would expect. And on top of that, we saw we saw Hamlin an awful lot today. And my interpretation of the roles of those secondary second of those secondary secondary players, you know, those reserve secondary players, mm-hmm. was that Hamlin was more to Poyer and Johnson was more to Hyde. And I think the Miami game, seeing Hamlin in there a lot more than I anticipated today, tells you what they thought of Jaquan Johnson in no, Miami. No, you don't think let's, so? Let's not, Paul. Come on, this is an easy one for you. I, listen, I watched a lot of Demar Hamlin tape <laughs> because he was at Pitt with Dave Jackson. So listen, I, I like Demar Hamlin an awful lot, and I am not objective about this at all. So, like, I so let me let me. I didn't want to be disappointed to expect to see him. Yeah, I thought he played. I thought he played really well against <laughs> Miami. So, let me put this on a tee for everybody, okay? Because because a couple of these things. We're going to do some comparisons and we're going to have to admit where we were wrong. Okay. Because this usually, this happens a lot, guys. We do admit it over here. So now you have Hyde and you have Poyer. And then you have the incumbent starters that may come up, which are Hamlin and Johnson. The the roles that they played, Poyer and Hyde, were very, very different. Poyer's a torpedo, Hyde's a center fielder. So, okay. When Hamlin and Johnson come in there. Johnson's the center fielder. Hamlin's the hammer, like the torpedo. Okay, that's how I remembered it. That's how you do it. Okay, I don't think Johnson played particularly bad in Miami. 
But when you look at Miami and the receiving talent that is there, and you look at Baltimore, wet game, run first team, if there's a game where you want to try to acclimate Jordan Poyer to Hyde's role, why wouldn't it be Baltimore? If you say they play two different positions, if you want to say, okay, Poyer, I'm going to need you to take over for Hyde, I'm going to put you in his role in the Baltimore game. And Hamlin was playing Poyer's role, coming up being a torpedo. Mm-hmm. That's why you didn't see Johnson in there because they were acclimating Poyer to Hyde's role because that is the more important one come playoff time. Uh, well, let's. We said that you, you know, in in the instance that you lost Hyde, the question was: Is Poyer capable of playing that position? So, is this an audition for a Jordan Poyer extension? Because if Poyer can play Hyde's position, it makes him much more attractive. It does right, to retain. It does. It, it absolutely does. But you already have Hyde, and you've, with Hyde status up in the air, you may be given Hyde's contract to Poyer. Now we said, we said. Poyer, previous four years, if you feel he's going to have the next four years be like the previous four years, you pay him. He would already been paid. This this organization does right by a lot of their players. However, I don't think that in the current role that he is and what he's asked to play when Hyde is on the field, Jordan Poyer can sustain that level of play for four more years at the level he wants to get paid for. NFL, you get paid for what you're going to do, not what you did. But if he's going to pl- be a hide player, then he does garner that money because center fielders last a little longer in the NFL than those torpedoes. Aaron Clark said something great. He said, Poyer seems to be in the right place at the right time. I'd put it on I'd put it on the screen. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, Poyer has been the beneficiary of, you know, some tip passes. George Wilson-esque, uh, I would say. Oh, I think I'm calling George Wilson-esque. Uh, interceptions, uh, but you know, Poyer worked for some interceptions today, right? Which again, the previous weeks he, he had been kind of right place at the right time, made a couple nice plays on the ball, but was the product of, you know, bad ball placement and, you know, tip passes. Um, so it's great to see him involved, but today I got to see Jordan Poyer work for some interceptions and that was good to see because again, he had been pretty fortuitous in his previous, uh, in the previous games today, he was working for those interceptions. It was great to see. Yeah, it was great. And then Stefan, once again, as you guys know, all of the super chats will be going to the Williams Syndrome Foundation, our uh, hashtag sports charity for twenty twenty two for the twenty twenty two season. Uh, he says, "Think Cook is running a bit scared. Every time he's supposed to catch the ball, he looks to overthink it, put him in positions, and gain confidence." Yeah, I think he's just fighting it out there after after that first fumble that he had. I think he's just seeing ghosts. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. be careful with that term. Be careful with that term. Think he's Why, seeing ghosts, he who, says. Who saw ghosts? Who saw ghosts? Yeah, I think he's seeing ghosts. Let's not let's not talk about Sam Darnold today, okay? Oh, Sam Darnold. I let's forgot get, about Let's him. get away from hey, that. Him and him and Baker didn't get see second contracts, did they? <laughs> they're, they're not even on the teams that drafted them. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so they're on the same one. They're on the same team. <laughs> um, so let's look at, you know, let's look at what to do going forward, right? Because Bills and the Ravens, again, the Ravens like to bring pressure. Uh, mm-hmm. It seemed like there might have been a gap there in Buffalo's scheme where if you could bring pressure against uh, bring pressure against Allen, take anything 15 and over uh, away from him that you were going to find success. Today throwing the ball long really wasn't an option, right? The weather kind of weather kind of took that away from you a bit. Um, it didn't stop Allen from getting, you know, getting some longer passes off. But the fact is he was still 213 yards, 5.9 yards per, uh, you know, per completion, which is not a Josh Allen esque day. Right. Um, so walking into the rest of your schedule, right. Because you've got the Steelers coming up and it could be a Mitchell Trubisky less, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. That could be a a rookie coming start. Yeah. It could be a Kenny Pickett start. Uh, and then you got the chiefs and the Packers. So looking forward, right? If you are going against the Steelers, what is your ultimate goal, right? Because now Crowder and McKenzie are banged up. You do have depth at the wide receiver position with both Hodges, but you've already got Gabe Davis out. Uh, you, so you got Tavon Austin, Shakir, uh, Shakir and, um, and Hodgins there. Is that enough to get you through the Steelers and hope to get healthy by the chiefs? Um, 
are you comfortable with where this team is across the offensive line? Uh, Saffold has been uh, hot and cold all season against the Rams. He was fine against the Titans. It was, yeah, it was, he was okay against the Dolphins. It, it was just bad. Like, moving forward where where do you have to put your focus to make sure that you can go and execute against the Steelers and then make sure that you really prepare yourself for that 430 game against the Chiefs uh the following week well the benefit of the the Chiefs game is that the Buffalo Bills do have a bye after that week right so if yep. they want to rest everybody they can rest they can rest anybody uh I I believe that the Buffalo Bills will have a two-page injury report this week Oh, and they're and they're going to have guys that are going to be out because you are going to be playing uh, a rookie starting in this first game, and the defense should be able to tee off on that. I would not play Ed Oliver. I would save him for the Chiefs. Yep. I would take him out, keep him out another week. I would keep Phillips out another week as well, depending on how significant their injuries are. Uh, you may do uh, whether or not McKenzie clears concussion protocol. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you have you know, the NFL. The NFL is going to crack down on that. They are. They, already, they are really they are the, that, that independent neurotrauma yeah. uh, consultant. You know, with the Tua issue, like that, the NFL is not going to take that lightly for the rest of the mm-hmm. season. Yeah, they're not. The, so Buffalo Bills, especially. Then they have like a what was it an award winning training staff that they have? Yeah, two seasons staff? ago. Yeah, the okay. yeah it was uh, the the strength and conditioning department for the Bills won an award uh, for best strength hmm. and conditioning department. But lo and behold, they also got fined by the league for not uh, not disclosing all injuries. So you know, tomato tomato. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I what I would expect is I would expect I don't expect Oliver to play. These are my predictions, guys. I don't expect Oliver to play. You yeah. could go into that game because uh, I, mean, I guess Poyer said that he just got the wind knocked out of him at the end of the game because uh, he was down after that interception yeah, on that last on that last drive. So you may want to rest him. Mm-hmm. You know, put in Hamlin and Johnson, give give him another you know, another shot at it. Uh, rest Phillips. Um, I think you bring in Tavon Austin and Khalil Shakir. I think you you rest Davis because mm-hmm. you're not really going to need him. If you yeah. want to keep Diggs out there, that's fine. Diggs is fine. Uh, who else? If you want to try to bring up Hodges, like I just think they don't want to risk. They don't want to run the risk of losing Hodges because mm-hmm. he is a great depth piece. If you lose Tavon Austin, you lose Tavon Austin. I don't think you're going to be very upset about that. The guy's been in the league for what ten years, former first round pick, right? Uh, Crowder, uh, not not many people like Crowder after today. Mm-hmm. He did not have a good day. Um, nope. he could be a guy that that you play as well, and depending on his injury and whatnot. So. Uh, is this uh is this a Marquez Stevenson return game? Uh, Stevenson's on IR. He's still on IR. I thought he was on IR for the first four weeks. Yes, they, they he can return after four games, but that has to be a designation to return. Oh, they didn't designate him to return. Okay, gotcha. Right, yeah, that's you. You can announce that at any time because remember, you don't have to say, "Well, this guy's only going to be on IR for six weeks," right? When yeah, you designate yeah. him to IR. So he's not been designated to return at this point. No, but Paul, we're, I know, you know, we're saying this, but I mean, the Buffalo Bills went into Miami with guys that were working at UPS the week before, and they lost. By two points. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers. They are still NFL team. They're like we have to, and it is an AFC East. Is it no? It is an AFC game. So we have to remember, the Bills are three and one. Yes, they played three road games out of four, and they they're three and one right now. Yes, we know that. However. This is an AFC conference game. You already yep. knocked down one domino by beating the Ravens, which is something that you needed to do because to try to secure home field advantage. The mm-hmm. Chiefs are the other biggest threat in your conference. So if you can knock them off, then you could do something, you know, make some noise. So I would want to I would want to go in fully locked and loaded into the, into the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you and- know you can win. You can win some games. You can win a, a game against Pittsburgh with some of the backups that you have. Yeah, I'm I'm inclined to agree. You know, it, unfortunately, the quarterback play is probably going to be problematic for Pittsburgh. Uh, yes. And of course, anytime you have a compromised quarterback, that means the receivers are going to be handcuffed. You got really great athletes in Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, uh, Pickens is there. Like you got some really talented receivers who are dangerous, uh, game breaking type receivers, but you're just not going to be able to get them the football, right? And even yeah, against the banged yeah. up secondary, you know, Benford was out today. Uh, you got Dane Jackson back, but let's be honest, right? Uh, you still could 
you still could stand to get healthier in that cornerback room. I would not expect Trey back for the Pittsburgh game. I just don't see that no. being a reasonable reason to bring him back unless you are going to use that as sort of an opportunity to kind of get his feet underneath him and play him, you know, 35% of the snaps and just test things out uh, before throwing him to the Wolves in the Chiefs game. I think that's, you know, that's a big fire to throw him into. But the yeah. fact is we have no idea when he's actually going to return. Uh the team is pretty good about keeping that stuff veiled and, and why, and why release that, right? Why yeah. give out that information, right? There's you no activate them all. That's when everybody will know he's healthy. There, there's really no reason to give any more progress than that. Um, so the team's really good about keeping that stuff under wraps. Um, I expect to get him back after the buy. That's my opinion. And even that is still optimistic. The guy, yeah. blew out his, yeah. the guy blew his knee to smithereens. It, you know, at, at well, the it was a latest possible injury, time though. of the season, right? It was like the worst possible time to get an injury. Oh, yeah. It was like week 11 was or roll something. into the following season. So the fact yeah. that we can even talk about this right now is a, is a testament to him and the medical community because we shouldn't be seeing him till, till December, you know, if no. things, if this was, you know, 2006. Yeah, absolutely. Or if it was if 1996, his career's over. You know, that's I mean? absolutely right. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I, Paul, I wouldn't mind putting white next to Poyer. Oh, get out of here with that. <laughs> Cut it out with that. I love keeping my, I'm going to keep messing with these. Because, all right. No, I'm just joking, guys. But, but I mean, you got to think about it this way. You're getting white back. Rhodes was uh, put on IR on the practice squad. Interesting. You know what? This Interesting. is, I, I want I want to point <laughs> that out real quick. Okay. This all is right. why. It is always better to sign another player from a team's practice squad to your active roster than it is to sign a street free agent because soft tissue injuries are just going to happen, right? Like this guy wasn't in any training camp, right? He's been at home at this point, right? I'm sure still training, but I think there's a big difference between going and working out with the team and then going through team drills and then, you know, working out at home or working with a trainer, you know, at a facility near your house. Like it's always mm-hmm. better to sign the the game ready player off somebody else's practice squad and add them to your 53 man roster because they'll be able to contribute right away. than it yeah. is to sign a guy off the street who hasn't been on a team and months at this point because they're likely to run into soft tissue injuries. So I wasn't shocked when Xavier Rhodes came up with a hamstring problem. It's like, yeah, of course he did. Right. Sure. Of course he did. <laughs> yeah. Rhodes to play safety. Stefan says, put Milano next to Poy. <laughs> <laughs> Ken Dorsey and the hairy guy that looked like Han Solo and Chewy <laughs> no i see he looks like opie from sons of anarchy i will i will openly admit to that he doesn't look like chewy paul looks like um dorsey doesn't he guys you think paul looks like dorsey no? i want to give credit to elliot uh, who earlier said the uh the happiest person after this win was dorsey's headset that was a great line yeah, a great comment that was so, award-winning comment from elliot always clutch always clutch and you know what mario i'm a little disappointed in you you haven't mentioned the fact that I am officially middle aged now. I hit middle aged uh what yesterday? It doesn't matter. I'm old now. Paul, I was waiting to the end when the roast happens because I think we're won. near that point, Mar. We I are think we're near okay. that point. If y'all haven't uh checked your calendars recently, uh I sent a message out on Facebook uh with the photo. I might put that on the uh... <laughs> You're a jerk. No. You pulled a photo from a musical I was in in high school. <laughs> Paul, you have you have a picture. <laughs> you have a mean picture of me wearing one of my children's hats that have an eye in the center of it with sunglasses on driving at night as one of the loaded gifts that gets sent to people in the comment section. You know what? If you are a member of the of hashtag nation here on YouTube at the practice squad level, then you also have access to that to that uh, yeah. to that it's a that uh, that emoticon. Yeah, I literally have a folder in my phone that just says Paul's birthdays. And I have pictures that I've acquired over a very long career. This uh, is see, there it is. Stefan's got it. Stefan, you guys can't see it on, on the we we can't put that up on the thing, but it's on the, <laughs> if you're watching YouTube. But Paul, yes, Paul recently turned uh 40 uh yep, this sure past did. uh this past sure Friday. Yeah, it was phenomenal. I've known this kid his entire 30s. <laughs> 
Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, pretty much. I'm so old that my eyes starting to twitch now. You know, you when you get to it, when you get to a certain age and stuff just starts happening to your body. Mario, you know that. what that's like, right? The kids do that. Yeah. Dude, my eyes are amazing. Um, <laughs> so, as you guys know, tonight's episode is, um, you know, for the 161 people watching, make sure you hit that like button on your way out. But before we get to that, um, tonight's show was sponsored by Mr. Rogers Homes and in association with DeanBlundell.com. We have the row session. If you guys, your first time here of Hashtag Nation, every time the Buffalo Bills win and we do a post game, you guys get to roast us. And because it was a comeback win, when the Bills had three points, uh, it's going to be a three-minute roast. We're going to up it from two minutes to three minutes. So, oh, lovely. Julie, you can roast us. You can roast anybody. I saw a couple Antonio Brown comments. I don't know if we can post those. Yeah, you know, um, it's uh, <clears throat> it man, CTE is is real, guys. Like I don't know. I blame Vontez Perfect for that. <laughs> That's his fault. <laughs> That's uh, awful. Oh my God! And it's already started. So it's not uh, Buffalo Mafia. Mario stole that like and subscribe sign from a teenage girl's room. <laughs> <laughs> that was I got that at five below. Thank you very much. Which is probably the equivalent. Here we go. Thanks, Anthony. Can you flap those ears and take off? I mean, these little guys. <laughs> or are you talking about Mario's hat? <laughs> We're in an either-or scenario here. Hello, Aaron Clark. Mario still thinks we'll be nine and seven. <laughs> oh, I hope not. Good. Yeah. Lord. Uh, says Paul looks like uh, squints from the sandlot, but when he's 40, <laughs> my wife will look like my wife does look a little bit like Wendy Peppercorn. I'm not going to lie about that. She does. I'm not going to lie about that. I definitely, oh I definitely, uh, I definitely dated up. There's no doubt about that. Yes, you outkicked your coverage. We know this. I sure did. <laughs> Mario pulls a Christian Wilkins at Thanksgiving football. <laughs> <laughs> well, good news is that all fines will be donated to the Williams Syndrome Foundation. <laughs> <laughs> that was ridiculous. Yeah, I have. Oh, yeah, and not. Spin uh, commented on the video I posted earlier comparing Allen and Lamar. Said, "Look, what about Paul trying to pretend to drive earlier? I was in the driver's seat of my Prius. <laughs> you know, I do drive." people i do have a driver's license it is allowed i don't think people realize that you're not a small human being yeah really i know not. people people forget that right they people That's... just assume i'm little because i'm sitting next to this mandinga next to me <laughs> you know like it's you everybody wonders how many phone books i'm sitting on uh sir nathan weird, yes yeah. i did i did play ball growing up yeah i played baseball you know, we, we're going to not let me play football because she said I was too fragile. We're going to have a charity tournament one of these times, but we're going to have to go to a carnival and say, if, if someone can get a hit off of you pitching. Oh, yeah. Let's go. That's, I, I seriously. Let's go. Paul struck me out on two pitches. That's how good he is. <laughs> <laughs> I was not seeing you in the car on the right side. You're like, he, he forgot to invert his photo. <laughs> <laughs> It is a sport, Stefan. Come on now. I tweeted out this morning. I was upset that I didn't get too many uh, retweets or likes or whatever. But then again, none of mine do. I was mm -hmm. like, figures a game in a uh, football in London would end with the ball hitting the goalpost <laughs> or hitting the crossbar. <laughs> Steven says baseball is not a sport. Yeah. Listen, in whatever cockamamie country you're in, Stefan, cricket's the national sport. <laughs> that it, cricket no one understands that game i watched cricket for four minutes and i said i am out the i don't understand it looks like a combination of drunken horseshoes to me like people are throwing a ball at sticks i don't know what it all been all of it bounces you hit a ball backwards and people cheer i do not understand cricket i'm not trying to makes no sense to me <laughs> these are amazing roasts by the way yeah this is some good, it's a good one. The, it's the a good timer one. is out, ladies and gentlemen of Hashtag Nation in association with DeanBlundell.com. Hashtag Sports presented the Buffalo Bills versus the Baltimore Ravens post game today, sponsored by Mr. Rogers Homes. Check the links in the description. We have all of our socials Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. All of our episodes will be on iTunes and Spotify. This year's charity for the 2022 season is the Williams Syndrome Foundation. All super chats will be going to that. 
We thank you for your time tonight. Make sure you hit that like button and that subscribe button on the way out. And uh, until the Buffalo Bills beat the Pittsburgh Steelers next week, we uh, check out Hashtag Sports for some more stuff. We may have some more shorts for you. We may have some funny stuff for you. So let us know. All right, Paul, you got anything? I just got called a bomb pop by Anthony. I don't even know what that is. The red hat. You look like one of those blue and red rocket popsicles. You oh, my God. There, yeah. You, you kind of do. I do I look pop pop complexion going on here yeah that's a that's a good call that's a good call no lies detected yeah hey listen uh i got nothing more go bills uh we gotta whoop that stealer that pittsburgh stealer ass next week <laughs> can't wait that's can't wait phenomenal so for paul i'm mario thank you guys for joining hashtag we're out of here have a good why night. would you ever draft a quarterback whose last name is pickett because your wide receivers pick it too <laughs> pickins pickins, pickins. Uh, who knows Hello, fellow Bills fans. Sean Rogers, Realtor in Lee.